Welcome to Real College Talk. My name is Morgan Heath Powers. I'm Nikhil Nambury. Welcome to Real College Talk, your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations. Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to help make your post-graduation decision completely your own. And today we have Luke Webster with us. He is going to be a freshman at Center College in Kentucky. Luke, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Where are you, uh, where are you from? How'd you get connected with Real College Talk? All that good stuff? Uh, so I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, which is where the university is. Uh, uh, the University of Kentucky, rather, just to be specific. Um, I got exposed to Real College Talk through Morgan. Uh, I met Morgan at United States Senate Youth Program uh, this March. And uh, I know, I don't remember when she first thought of the idea for Real College Talk. Um, I think it was before uh, the convention that you guys went to. Mm -hmm. Or FBLA, I think. Club. Oh, my bad, my bad. There are a lot of clubs that people are in that I have to keep track of now. Um, yeah, but I thought it was a really, really neat idea. And uh, that I think that sums it up. I just, I've been following since before its inception. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to have Luke coming on. Just as kind of a preview, Luke also just started his own podcast with a bunch of guys from Senate Youth, right? Yes. Yeah. Me so, and Tyler yeah. Swanson and Nathan Deathlop, Will Shefferman, and I think Sahith is going to be on. Oh, awesome. What a good crew. So I'm definitely, we're going to get to that. We're going to talk all about the podcast. For sure. A huge shout out. So stay tuned. Um, but Luke, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I, I would love to talk a little bit about your high school experience and how you ended up choosing Center. Um, but I also know you're gearing up to be, you know, not only a student, but also a student athlete, um, that, that you're a swimmer. Um, did, you, did you swim throughout high school? Was that like your thing in high school? Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my one sport that I did. I did uh, shoot archery for two years before that. And uh, long story short, I did not see eye to eye with the coaching staff on a couple of things. I felt like they were a little bit overbearing and okay. I was better at swimming at that point. So I devoted all of my time to swimming. I, I've been swimming since the time that I was probably 11. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, swimming is like probably one of the most demanding sports out there. Uh, I, I was on like the swim team for a while and stopped right before high school. Um, but can you talk a little bit about like how you balance that with school? I mean, I, so I, uh, I come from a family of, I have three little brothers. So I uh, was not able, like a lot of my peers, to swim club team. Mm. Okay. So uh, the swim club team, you've got to pay, like I think the local team in town, I think they wanted like $1,600. And then you have to pay money to enter all of these meets and to join USA Swimming. So it's just a yeah. lot of money and a lot of time. Um, but I try, to, I try to supplement that the best I can. I can. I try to lift weights at home. I try to do everything that I can to make that make up that difference. Yeah. Um, obviously it's really hard. Um, pool space is like a very valuable commodity and that's not something I really realized until I started swimming on a higher level is that everybody wants the pools and it's very hard to get in time where you can get a lane or to yourself or just to two or three people where you can actually like have space to do what you need to do. But as far as you're asking about uh, balancing swim in life, um, when I was in high school, I practiced three times a week. And it was all late at night after school. So it gave me kind of like a two, three hour window to get my homework done before I went to practice. Because by the time I get home from practice, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do anything else but sleep. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So, I mean, I never really thought of that before that with other sports, if you're you know, a track athlete, if you're playing basketball or rowing like uh, some others, <laughs> um, it's like you, 
you can find other ways to cross train or, you know, tra like basically train with whatever equipment you have. But if you don't have a pool to like do the actual sport you're meant to be doing, um, I can imagine that can be really hard. Um, so props to you for just like making it work. Um, for sure. What was, and I know, so tell us a little bit about what, what else, what else did you do in high school? What was Luke like in high school? Where, was it school and swimming? When did you become interested in poli sci? Things like that. What were you up to? So, uh, I'm going to do a small plug for an organization that I was a part of. I didn't get to go to the national convention this year, but I was a part of uh, junior classical league okay. in uh, high school, which it's kind of hard to describe. It's a club that uh, is designed to promote the classics and classics education. So it's a bunch of Latin students. We get together, like, there's like, we run like a state organization. I was a state officer actually for one term and I narrowly lost the presidential race, something I'm still kind of bitter about. I lost by one vote. Oh my gosh, one vote? Yeah, it was like, it was like 51%, 49% and I was so upset. But the guy who won was actually like one of my best friends. And uh, so I was, I was really proud of him and I was really proud of the job he ended up doing. Um, but that, that organization probably shaped a lot of my high school outside of swimming. I mean, I went to national convention two years in a row. I didn't go to go this year. Uh, because of other commitments that I had, but I had the opportunity to meet so many amazing people, and I think that has shaped my high school experience more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, I also joined my school's Young Republicans when I was in my sophomore year, Okay. and uh, I went to a couple of meetings of them. I actually also went to a couple of meetings of uh, Young Dems, just because I like to hear both sides of the arguments. I think that's what kind of got me started on political science, but so I was like, oh, I really like this stuff. This is really, really interesting to me, and um, Funny enough, uh, if I can indulge you in a quick story, there was a time, so our young Republicans president passed. She's now at the United States Naval Academy, but she uh, did not get along with the young Democrats pe people because of something that had happened that was ancillary and had nothing to do with politics. I think like one of them like commented something that she didn't like on our Instagram post. It was really, really shallow. And- The important things. Yes. And so it got to the point where they wouldn't talk to anybody in the young Republican club except for me. And so there's like got to be a ton of footage of me on Wednesday afternoons after school running back and forth between the rooms to like deliver messages. Like whenever we were trying to like, like plan a joint, like a debate or like a vote, like a register to vote drive, we need both clubs on board and they wouldn't talk to each other. And there's just, there's got to be like hours of footage of me just walking back and forth and back and oh forth. Oh my gosh. Well, super cool. It sounds like you kind of like found these different like pockets and like niches in, in high school that you're able to fit into, even if it was being liaison between young Dems and young Republicans. Um, super cool. Oh, um, did you have a question, Akil? Yeah, so Luke, uh, you were clearly really involved in both swimming and politics in high school. And now you're gonna be heading into Center College and you are going to be a poli-sci major and a swimmer. Tell us what that's gonna be like, taking your passion for both to the next level at the same time. Um, so I, I just actually finished scheduling the other day. So this is a good question. Um, so I, I guess there are a lot of people who wanted to take the intro to political ideologies class because I didn't get to take it. It like was full, like the moment I got on, um, and I logged on like the moment the thing opened. So I don't know what happened, but, um, I think it'll be really, really exciting. Obviously I swimming wise, swimming is going to almost completely engulf my life. Um, I have two practices a day. I lift three, day, three days a week, and both those practices are like two hours a day. So I'm waking up really early in the morning, and then right after I finish class at, at four, I have to go and get in the pool. So that's going to be a lot to juggle. Um, but I'm really hoping that uh, studying politics is going to be something that is uh, going to keep me interested, and it's going to keep me grounded in my schoolwork. Um, 
I don't do very well if I don't like the course content. Um, and so that's something I realized a long time ago. And so uh, I'm hoping that by taking a political science, uh, international relations type course, uh, that I can keep myself focused on my studies because it's something I'm actually interested in and something that uh, I'm not gonna dread sitting down to do homework after practice. And other than doing young Republicans and working with the young Dems, um, what got you into politics? What, what got you engaged in it? What about it just makes you click? That's a, that's a really interesting question. I'm not entirely sure. It's, I, I hate to be one of those people, but it's just one of those things. Like, I, there's not really anything specific that really got me into politics. Um, my family's not really that political. Occasionally, if my mom gets upset with something or fed up with anybody, she'll like start talking about something, but it doesn't matter. Even then, it doesn't matter who it is. Like she, just the other day, she was mad at Bernie Sanders and now she's mad at Trump or something. So like she, she just doesn't take it from anybody. And uh, I, so I don't, I think that's influenced my political character in some way. I don't like to uh, be talked down to. Um, and that's something that at least when I started like that, when I was, I started in the Republicans, I was an underclassman and I did feel like I was getting talked down to. So I was like, so I felt that I had to learn more and become the best possible, like high school political pundit that I could. Then uh-huh. I, then I couldn't get talked down to because I would have all the information that I needed. But I don't think it was just that. I think it was more just, I enjoy reading the news and I, I think it's important to keep up with current events and to understand current events because whether you like it or not, these decisions that these people in Washington make affect all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's lost in some people. Yeah, and it's great to stay informed. That's one of the best things anyone can do, regardless of whatever side of the political spectrum they fall on, if they don't even operate in that spectrum. Um, and that goes to anything, even college stuff, maybe, if you, there were a podcast, you'd want to stay informed, right, Morgan? Right, I totally yeah. stay informed. And if only there were a show like that. If only there was a podcast that like incorporated both sides because like the parties are so polarized right now. Totally came to me right now. Tell us about the bipartisan podcast, Luke. Um, so the bipartisan podcast, uh, the origin story is really, really funny. Um, we were Tyler. So my friend Tyler Swanson, he was a delegate to the United States Senate Youth Program with me and Morgan. And uh, there are plenty of stories there. But uh, the he started a online news organization called the Bipartisan Post. And the Bipartisan Post's mission is to present the news as it is with no spin, with no, it's just, it's literally just facts. The other day, I think he published an article about the history of Iran and the United States. And it just laid out every, like year by year by year, like what's happened and why we are in the situation that we are in now. And so his goal is to help people get away from uh, places that are obviously rife with uh, political tension at this point in time. And uh, I, actually texted Tyler um, maybe a week ago. I said, hey, Tyler, wouldn't it be really funny if we started a podcast with all the people that we went to uh, Senate Youth with? Like, wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be hilarious? And I totally meant it as a joke, but it ended up becoming something that we were really serious about. And within a week, we had like figured out all the stuff that we wanted to do and like the framework and it's like we set a time and like set up a Skype group. We did all this stuff. And now we're, uh, now we started this podcast. We just released our first episode uh, last uh Monday, uh-huh. so two days ago now, and uh, the format of the podcast is we just we wait a week, um, we let all the news come in for the week, and then on Sunday uh, we sit down at night and we discuss uh, the news of the week, and we have a document running of everything we want to talk about, and then the day before we'll go through and we'll be like, okay, here's what we want to talk about from this day and this day and this day, 
and uh, we try to go around the table. Um, I would say it's pretty, pretty balanced among us, which is actually very coincidental in and of itself as well. Um, it could totally be leaning one way, it could totally be leaning the other, but we just happen to have a good enough mix that everybody offsets each other. Yeah. And so we're able to kind of have really, really in-depth conversations about uh, policy because we're not, we're, not, we're not trying to attack each other. We're trying to just hash out the news as it is and then offer a Republican perspective, in my case, or offer a Democratic perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I hope is going to be helpful to a lot of people. Um, as, as this podcast continues to roll out episodes, to be able to just listen to something and not have to think in the back of their head, okay, is this actually true? Yeah. Well, we d we'll definitely add the name of your podcast, the Bipartisan Podcast, in the show notes, because um, we'll I, know, I know our listeners will love, will love to support you. Um, I think it's just super cool how you explain, like, you threw the idea out there and you got excited and you made it happen. Um, and like that, Nikhil, I feel like we can totally relate to that. And I would hope that for anybody else who's listening, like if there's something on your heart, if there's like an idea that's just been yeah. like coming and coming and coming again, like follow it, do it. Like we're yeah, young, absolutely. what better time, what better time to learn and fail and grow. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think so often we get caught up with, you know, well, I'm a full-time student, you're a student and an athlete, like we're all working, we're all busy with life, but for the things that you care about the most that light you up that you get you excited if you make time for them it usually pays off um so that's super cool thank you so much for sharing that that's awesome and i'm sure you'll have plenty of content this week uh with all that's going on oh yeah um, it's probably your dream right now everything yeah. so all the debates. i'm looking forward to that i'm really looking forward to hearing what all you have to say mm -hmm. um but moving on i wish we could talk about your podcast for longer but um you know it's a college podcast and we have to talk about college um, but you know, are you looking forward to your time at Center College? Any activities other than swimming that you're playing? I really am. Um, I think I'm gonna do student government. Uh, that's something that I think a lot of people do, but uh -huh. I'm really trying to get out on the gate on that um, because they elect representatives like really early on, like within the first month. So I'm really hoping to like kind of get my foot in the door there. Yeah. And, uh, student government actually does a lot of the stuff at Center. They're in charge of a lot of. They actually set up the committee. We had to. We changed our logo uh, from a colonel. Uh, from like a dude, it was like a dude in a hat with a mustache. We changed it. Um, we still are the colonels, but the logo is now an eagle. Um, they they decided that it didn't uh, live up to it, uh, the diversity guidelines at the college. And so uh, they helped the student government organization, or association rather, SGA. Um, they put together a committee of staff and students and faculty and they went they all went to a room and designed a new logo together and so there's it's just stuff like that, that i think is really important um being able to tackle issues like that and i appreciate that center is willing to give us that much of a say in something as important as branding yeah um and then i mean i, I also plan on becoming uh involved in greek life nice. uh, that's, that's something that a lot of my teammates are involved in yeah so uh i think that'll be more through them than it is uh through uh my own personal choice. My mom was in uh, Delta Zeta, but my dad was not in a fraternity. So I had both sides of the coin in my family. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll be interested to see where that goes, but center's actually really unique in that uh, they don't let us rush until January. Oh. So nobody's allowed to rush until January because they want us the first semester to uh, get to know everybody and to uh, form relationships with people that are not immediately based on uh, Greek. Yeah. Um, because that's a problem at a lot of bigger schools, mm -hmm. yeah. um, especially in the SEC, mm -hmm. where Greek rushing is like the first or second week of school. 
And so you don't meet anybody because you decide that you're going to rush and then you just, you're gone. And if you get in, then you're only hanging out with the people who are in that cluster of, of the population. Yeah. And you don't want to limit yourself like that. Morgan, are you rushing? Do they have Greek life at SMU? Do Greek life at SMU? Um, I might. Um, we'll see. I, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Luke, because I hope that for rising seniors, like definitely look into that. Um, what for me at SMU, the school I plan to go to, we also wait until a second semester to rush. And comparing that to other schools, I love that because I think it allows people to make like genuine connections. Oh um, yeah, of course. And you know, I, I, I had some close friends who, who tried to rush their first semester and it's just, there's such a big adjustment that first semester, you're in a new place. A lot of the time you're moving away from home. You're just getting settled into classes, into college life itself. And I saw it really take a toll on people in having to not only manage their, their own stuff, but also show up and be super social and, and basically game out, you know, being a part of this new sorority or fraternity within the first semester. So that's super cool to hear that, that they put it off a little bit at center. Um, and you had mentioned something earlier, Luke, just about like, you're really looking forward to taking classes focused in poli sci because you know that you do better in the classes that you're interested in. Um, and I know so often in school, like it's ha it happens in high school, it'll happen in college too. Like I was in classes and thinking like, am I ever really going to use like my calculus or Diffie Q in the real world? Like probably not, but it was those classes I was most interested in and things like DECA that kind of kept me going. So I would hope that for our listeners, they, um, they take, they, they take motivation and hope from the things that they really do enjoy. Um, so, so way to go for just making space for that. Um, kind of as we're starting to wrap up, I'd love to learn a little bit about kind of how you came upon Center. Did you know that you wanted to stay in state? Um, were you kind of considering where you were being recruited for swimming? Like what, what did that application process look like for you as a, as a student athlete? I'm, hold on, I'm counting. All right, so I got recruited by, I think five or six places okay. that, that I was actually, that I would have actually genuinely considered. Um, Center was not really that high on my list. I did not want to, I, going into the college search process, I'm like, I said that I was not going to stay in state. There was absolutely no way on God's green earth I was going to stay here. Um, and that, and Center, obviously, Center was a smaller school. And at the time, I was thinking that I wanted somewhere big. I wanted like a Vandy or I wanted a Florida or I wanted like a Georgia. I wanted a South Carolina. I wanted somewhere like big, yeah. somewhere that like, I don't want to say like a name brand school, but like like a big name school, like that if you, if you said it anywhere in the world, people would know immediately what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And touring, I actually got the chance to tour UK and I figured out that that wasn't for me. Um, I went to the University of Kentucky when I was probably, probably at the end of my junior year and it just didn't click. I mean, part of it I think had to do with the fact my dad works there. So I, I know that campus like the back of my hand, I'm there all the time, but just I didn't like that everything just seemed so disconnected. Mm. Um, I mean, UK, I don't know. Here, hold on. Let me do a quick Google. I'm not exactly sure how many, uh, what the student population is at UK, but it's somewhere in the tens of thousands. Yeah, it's a big school. And how big is Center? Center currently is between 1,500 and 1,800 kids. Oh, so super wow. small. The University of Kentucky has 30,000 kids. <laughs> Those are very different size schools. Very so different. What's it like on, on Center College's campus? What kind of clicked for you? I I like that it was small and quaint and everybody seemed to know each other. And that's something I really appreciate. Um, because at a big school, I feel like you can kind of get lost. Yeah. Or at least I felt that I was going to get lost in the shuffle of everything. And I was going to graduate with a political science degree from a school where everybody, where anybody could go and get a political science degree. Mm -hmm. And Center is probably the most prestigious school in Kentucky. Um, it's been, I think it's been around since like 1812. 
it's really, really old. Wow. Um, they, uh, but I just, something about the close knitness, I don't know if that's a term, but like it was, now it, is. <laughs> it was, it was tight and I, I liked that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were willing to give me a chance to swim. And that was something that I really thought that since I didn't swim club in high school, I, I, I would be able to, I was able to, some boring swimming stuff. So basically like I was able to hold with everybody for like the first 50, the first 75, so two, half, three quarters of the race. And then they've been swimming clubs swimming so long. They have so much extra pool time, so much extra training that they're able to pull away in that last 25. And so I felt kind of unfulfilled in my high school career. I felt that I could have been better. And so I'm hoping that going into college that being forced to practice all the time and being worked like a dog is going to make me a lot faster. <laughs> and I'm finally going to be able to realize some of that potential that all of my coaches have seen in me from the moment I started swimming. And, uh, yeah. And so the, you guys asked about choosing center specifically. Um, so a lot of the schools that I got recruited for are actually in the same conference, which is actually really, really strange. Um, but I, so I was semi recruited by Washington Lee. They had me on all the recruiting emails and I was corresponding with those coaches. And, uh, obviously I didn't get into Washington Lee. I applied and I, uh, was rejected. And so that, that was tough, but, um, I guess it was just wasn't meant to be. And, um, and then the other higher profile in terms of division three swimming school I visited was DePaul and DePaul is regularly ranked like 15th in the nation or something like that. And I went there and the coaching staff, uh, this, all the assistant coaches were nice to me and the head coach was not. And he was not nice to me because he refused to believe that I could get any faster. Um, he basically told me that uh, in no nice terms that I was, I was not fast enough, okay. even though he was the one that was recruiting me to begin with. So that was also a tough pill to swallow. And I, so I, that probably wrote that college off my list. It was a great school. I loved the tour that I took, but it was soured at the end by that meeting with the coach. And, um, that turned my attention back towards back home towards center. And I ended up making the decision to swim at center over uh, Rhodes college in Memphis. Mm -hmm. and uh, Hendricks in uh, Arkansas, and one other place. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but if I had, if I had my form in front of me that I, when I'm from my signing day, I could tell you. Um, good. Like, I think it just shows that you were considering all of your options because so often, and, you know, I, I almost got, I sort of got into this too, is like you set your sights on one or two or three, like schools in particular, and then, when maybe the doors start closing there or just like it's just not working out quite quite as well as you expected it to whether it's with scholarships or with coaches like sometimes it can be really hard to release that and look to those other opportunities that are still there um and so i think it's super cool that you were just able to remain open to all of that um you talked about like size and i know that for me when i was in my senior year or going up to my senior year i w i didn't visit a ton of schools but like you said i had visited enough to know what it was like to stand on campus in a giant school and to stand on campus at a really really tiny school and some people they're going to love getting lost in the shuffle they're going to love the thirty thousand plus students um but for others like you like they're really gonna like that tight knitness for lack of a better word. Um, and so I would really encourage our rising seniors to tour a couple schools and then remember that feeling as they're kind of looking at these schools online as well. Um, and just to keep your options open, that's super cool. 
Um, Luke, it sounds like you're gearing, gearing up for a big year ahead. Um, and and swimming, swimming is no joke. Um, I guess, you know, kind of as we start to wrap up, I'm going to flip the switch on our questions a little bit. Seeing that this next year is going to be a big deal, um, what kind of advice would you give to yourself before the stress kicks in, before the twice daily practices? What kind of advice would you give to yourself that I think would probably apply to anybody who has a lot going on as a student, um, you know, busy people like us? Good question. That is a really good question. Um, I can give a, a something of swimming advice that I can apply to uh, regular life. Um, I had a coach tell me when I was probably about 13, 14 years old that you can do anything for 30 seconds. And that, that was in response to me not wanting to swim a race that was incredibly hard. I was swimming butterfly for like the first time and I was so afraid that I was going to drown because <laughs> I still wasn't very good. And my coach said, hey, you can do anything for 30 seconds. And I think that, that you could apply that even that same logic to life. Even like if it gets tough, you can keep going. Because at the end of the day, it's, in, it's important to do what you want to do and important to achieve what you want to achieve, but you can't do that if you quit. Absolutely. And so I would advise myself and uh, your listeners that don't give up on yourself. Mm. You're a lot stronger than you think you are. And at the end of the day, if, even if you, don't, if you don't make it, you gave it your best shot. And I think that's important to understand. Um, I think a lot of people write themselves off and a lot of people, I mean, I wrote myself off for years and just to look back on that and know where I am now, I'm glad that I persevered through it. And I really wish other people would persevere through things that, to do things that they want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such good advice for yourself and me and everybody listening. I, um, I saw a quote today, um, I think it was from Scott Matthews, which we recently had on the podcast, um, which was just like, um, the game changes when you realize that the key is not motivation, but discipline. Like there are going to be days where you're not feeling motivated, and you're feeling a little bit lost where you're like why am I doing this in the first place but like the difference maker between the people who push through and succeed and the people who give up before they even you know tried is, is just discipline sometimes it's just like pure discipline um so whether you're going through college apps whether you're going into college whether you're doing something completely different like I think if you can get back to your why and Luke it seems like you're so firm and like why you want to swim and why you want to go for student government and why you're so interested in poli sci like those things matter. And, and that kind of why, that kind of drive will, will, will kind of be the source of your discipline. And I, I have a feeling that that's going to prove that coach from DePaul wrong. Um, I really do. And so, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you getting on here. Um, before we wrap up, uh, do you have any social media shout outs that you want to do? Only the bipartisan podcast. Ooh, not even, look at you being selfless. Oh, my I goodness. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need Instagram fame. Oh, <laughs> that ship has sailed. What a guy. Um, well, if it's cool, we'll go ahead and you know, we'll add your Instagram in the show notes so that fellow student athletes and podcasters and people who just like what you have to say. If you, if you must. Okay. okay. And did you post about the podcast on your Instagram story? Yes, or I did. Okay. Actually, on, I think I uh, saved it as like a highlight. Awesome. I'm, I'm old. I don't know how that works. Does um, the podcast have, have any sort of social media or website or anything? Um, so it's done through the Bipartisan Post website, which is just the bipartisanpost.com. Okay, cool. And uh, it's also on Spotify. So if you look up uh, the Bipartisan Podcast or the Bipartisan Post on Spotify, it should come up. Awesome. Uh, cool. And it's just a weekly podcast. Uh, we release Monday morning um, or late Sunday night, depending on when we finish the podcast yes. and how much sleep I've gotten. Um, but uh, I would really uh, encourage people to listen to it, even if you're not really not that interested in politics, because it's really something that I think is going to be really special. And uh, I'm really, really excited for it. 
um, especially just the roundtable discussion. Um, we challenge each other and we challenge each other's opinions. And I think that's something that is uh, missing in a lot of discourse today. Um, a lot of us live in these echo chambers of where we only see things that we agree with. And to be confronted, at least on a weekly basis, going into the, into, into the podcast with opinions on news that I inherently have, and then coming out of the podcast, realizing that, man, Will had that really great point with that statistic. I didn't even think about that. Or, wow, Nathan really had a good point with this uh, one quote from like 2016. Um, and I think that's something that I think is going to make me a better, uh, not a better politician because I'm not a politician, but someone who really understands an issue all the way around versus seeing it through one lens. Yeah, better informed. That's always good. So we're going to wrap up. You guys know our social medias. We're going to follow Luke's uh, instruction and we won't plug ourselves, but follow Real College Talk. <laughs> that? Yes, that works. That's good. All right. Yeah. Um, just Chat. follow, listen, tune in. Keep it real. <laughs>